Welcome to Escape This Podcast. We are still on hiatus, I guess? No, no, that sounds like we don't know when we're coming back. Okay, well, we're not on hiatus. We're still between seasons. We're just seasons. in our mid-season break. Yeah, we're in nice, our mid-season break. Calm, organised. Organised, definitely organised. Well, it is, because uh, we're we here just to... just decided we do know when we're coming back. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, the, the second of three bonus episodes that we're putting out between seasons. Uh, last week, you will have heard the Trivial Pursuit episode, which we got a lot of warm response to. <laughs> that was very generous, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was quite <laughs> nice. Like, people really seem to have enjoyed it. Uh, this week, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, Meaning, well, we is a very loose term here. That's true. For this, we're barely doing anything. We're just we're just popping in to say hi and then letting you play with a new friend. Uh, because uh, this episode, uh, we will be giving you something that happened, what happened kind of mid last year, I think, or yeah, around a, a, a while ago. Uh, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may have been aware of this when we mentioned it. Um, whether or not you went and listened, uh, I'm not sure. So there's a podcast out there, another indie podcast called uh, Hypotheticast, uh, which maybe you've heard of. If you've been listening for long enough, you probably have. Uh, because a while ago, they did one of our rooms. Uh, in fact, they did the second ever room that we created. So if you haven't gone back and listened to the very, very early stuff with the kind of scratchy sound quality and, and things like that... Then don't. And well, instead... No, please, please go, like, go and listen to it. But uh, the second room we ever did was called... Uh, in ours, it was called Saving Razorface. But the actual write-up calls it the Speakeasy. And we had a lot of fun recording. That was the second time we'd ever recorded a room. The first introduction of Plot Point Chickens. First introduction of the Ragoletto crime family. Uh, true, true, right? A lot of historical significance <laughs> to this room. But we recorded that. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. I played with Tess, uh, who was also in our very first room. And Danny ran the room, obviously. It was the second one she'd written. Uh, we really liked that room. It's a, it's a classic. It's really nice. Uh, and so... Midway through last year, Hypotheticast approached us and said, hey, is there a room that we could run on our show? Uh, is there one you'd suggest? And that's the room we suggested to them. We gave them slightly updated notes to what's currently available. Uh, and they and they ran with it and they produced a really fun episode of their show. Technically, they have their shows divided up into Hypotheticast episodes where they answer hypothetical questions and, and, and talk about that. Um, and microtheticasts, where they do like little sort of spin-offy ideas. And this was a microtheticast episode. It came out really well. It was absolutely a, a joy to listen to. So it's we fantastic. thought for people who haven't listened to it uh, and wanted to hear either a new take on a room you've already heard, or maybe it's the first time you've heard this room if you haven't gone back to our very early episodes, and a nice taste of that. So in just a moment, we'll start their episode, and you can listen to the microtheticast folks uh, play through... What is not saving Razorface? Is he? Is he technically Razorface in the? In yeah, the yeah. His name's Razorface. But then they're saving. Yeah, Razorface. it's the other one who doesn't get a name. Sorry, uh, I'm giving spoilers. <laughs> it's a great room, uh, so I hope you really enjoy it. And we'll see you again after the episode for another couple of quick notes. That's how everyone's gonna sound. That's not a speakeasy. Actually. It's easy to speak this way, though. Is it? Welcome to the micro theater case. I don't think that's how no, it you should don't, open. No, you don't want me to do that. You can start it like that if you want. I just feel I like it might be no, scary for some people. <laughs> <laughs> they might tune in and listen. What podcast is this? No, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> This is the Microtheticast of Hypotheticast. That's the Handmaid's Tale name of the Microtheticast <laughs> of Hypotheticast. 
<laughs> thank you for coming. You did make it to the right place. This is Microtheticast of Hypotheticast, and we are here today to bring you a treat. My name is David. My name is Mike. My name is Emily. This week on the Microtheticast, we decided we'd do a little bit of a collaboration with another podcast that I enjoy. Ooh. They are called Escape This Podcast. First of all, it's a neat little show where they do audio versions of escape rooms like we are about to do. <gasps> Every time they do one, they publish the Game Master's notes and all the puzzles for other people, listeners. Other podcasts. Other podcasts in this case. Uh, so I asked them, hey, what would be you know one that we could do that would be a little bit shorter and a little bit more fun for like our listeners specifically? And he was like, oh, this is the one for sure. So I have printed that out and we are ready to do it. Emily and Mike will be thrown into an escape room and we'll have to escape it. Ah, if you would like to do an accent, I not only allow it, but encourage it. Great. Emily, for sure. And <laughs> maybe Mike, if you want. A quick note, as with any real escape room, breaking things is never part of the puzzle's solution. There are lots of elements to this room and everything gets used at least once. It's a good idea to keep some notes or sketch pictures to help you remember what you have and haven't used. Uh, do you have any questions? I'm worried, but let's just do it. Okay. How many hints do we get? As many as you want. I will be very generous with hints. If you feel like you want one, just ask. Okay. This is called the speakeasy. In 1925, the time of gangland empires, no one in your city is more feared than Jimmy Ragaletto. <gasps> He's the boss, capital T, capital B, the big guy, <laughs> the one you don't want to mess with, lest you wind up at the bottom of the river with your feet in cement. Everyone knows him. Everyone would put a bullet at him if they had the chance, but no one has ever seen his face. The man himself is a mystery. Everybody knows only his work. Jimmy Regaletto is a man of many ventures, one of which is that he owns the classiest, secretest, illegalist speakeasy around. Being sophisticated types, you decided to stick your nose in tonight. You drank the liquor, watched the shows, played the card games, but somehow, something you did caught the boss's eye. Maybe you had winning streaks that went on just too long. Maybe it didn't go down well when you corrected the bartender's cocktail knowledge. Whatever it was, when you exited into the dark alley at around 4am, blackness engulfed your vision. Something heavy is pulled over your head. Strong arms shove you to the ground. You're held down while your bags and pockets are ransacked, and after several minutes, in which you wholeheartedly believe you're going to die, you're hauled to your feet and dragged back indoors. You hear unfamiliar voices murmuring to each other around you. The boss says to leave him locked in until he gets here. But we already put the stuff in the safe. What else does he want? These are good voices, by the way, just in case you were wondering. You're questioning Jimmy Ragaletto. When Jimmy doesn't like a person's face, that person's face has to be dealt with. So it ain't never seen again. Now we go home, get some sleep. By tomorrow night, this whole problem will have gone away. You got a problem with that? The thugs march past you, and when you're pretty sure they've gone, you wrestle the bags off your heads. All your money and valuables are gone. You're back inside the speakeasy, only now it's empty, lifeless, and locked up tight with a combination lock on the door. You glance around the room for anything that might help you escape. In the far left corner is the bar, with five stools pulled up to it and bottles of alcohol in a locked cash register sitting on the counter. On the wall not far from it is a dartboard. Just to your left is a card table, cards still scattered all over it, with a blackboard on the wall beside it that shows all the winning hands from a recent game. 
All along the right is the performance area. There's a small circular stage with a piano off to the side, and in the far corner is a partition, concealing a makeshift dressing room. Sitting on the floor is a single stage light with two colored filters beside it. Perhaps the strangest decoration, one that definitely wasn't here minutes ago when you were a customer, is two cages right in the middle of the room, each containing an agitated rooster. Why Jimmy Ragaletto wants roosters, you don't really care to think about. You've got to get out of here before Jimmy gets to you. And like hell you're letting him rob you. So you'd better find where he's locking up your stuff, too. We better get out of here. All right, kid, how are we going to get out of here? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm one not, of the thugs I'm not sustaining that. I think we should look at those bottles of alcohol. Yeah. You want to look at the bottles of alcohol, huh? Yeah. Handwritten on each label is a year. Some are recent, but most are quite old. If you had to guess, you'd assume they were the year the drink was bottled. But some of them seem outrageously dubious. Let's drink. <laughs> yeah, let's drink some drinks. <laughs> you drink some drinks. You're both drunk now. Great. But still locked in a room. <laughs> or let's say you're tipsy now. If you want to keep drinking, you can get full on drunk. Okay, but great. Are we just trying to get out of this room? Or get so drunk that you don't care. <laughs> so there's a little lock on the door. What kind of lock is that lock? It's a good question, Mike. It's a five-digit combination lock. Great. Great. Okay, so we looked, at, we looked at the alcohol bottles, and there are dates on each one? Yes, there are dates on each one. Just years? Yeah, just years. Is there anything we can look at regarding the cash register? The cash register is locked with a four-digit combination lock. More locks. The four-digit lock on the register is close to the alcohol bottles, and the years are four-digit numbers. Mm -hmm. So that could be something. However, mm -hmm. we don't know which bottle to look at right, right now. So we might need to look somewhere else. Yeah. Is there anything on those little bar stools that might be significant? There are five bar stools. You don't see anything significant. Let's look at that dartboard. Dartboard! A single dart is sticking out of it, and it's holding up a small note. <gasps> Al, someone's got to tell the boss no, to wait, do something. No, wait, rip up the note. Throw it away. Oh, throw it away. Burn it. <laughs> Burn <laughs> the note. Eat the note. <laughs> no, read it. Al, someone's got to tell the boss to do something about his rooster razor face. Damn thing's a psycho. Won't let anyone get near it but the boss. Maybe if he had a twin brother but I'm done with it. I won't be pecked anymore. And that's not even going into the other one's issues. You notice the creepy way he imitates stuff? That is a very long note. It's a very long note so to wait, be on a dartboard. So what did it say about someone so, having a brother? Essentially, the things you have learned is that one of those roosters, razor, uh, and razor I won't, face. you don't know which one because you haven't looked at the roosters yet. One of them only tells lies. One of them is lies. named Razorface. And he's <laughs> the other angry. one tells the truth. Razorface is razor a Razorface is angry and will peck anybody that doesn't look like the boss. And the other one is creepy and imitates things. It's just some facts about the roosters okay. is pretty much what you've gained. Was the dart uh, stuck into any specific number that we should notice? No. It was just sticking. Can we look behind the partition, the costume room? Yes. The dressing room? The dressing room. Any fun costumes back there for me to try on? There are. For such a small space, they've sure packed in a lot of clothes. Elegant dresses for the classy numbers, costumes of all kinds for the funny bits. No hair or makeup pieces, though. The singer must do that at home. Okay. So, yes, there are elegant dresses and costumes for funny bits. Put on costume for funny bit. <laughs> Great. You look hilarious. Mike puts on a chicken costume. <laughs> and I seduce the rooster. Yes. <laughs> so nothing, I guess we didn't really get anything. You learned, you learned really. what was there. And it, again, as said in the rules, everything will be Maybe useful we'll, at yeah. some point, but okay. not right now, as you can see. How about that piano? The piano. 
It makes a good sound, but the body rattles a little like it's taken a beating. Probably has in a place like this. There's no sheet music. The pianist must have their own or be good enough not to need it. How about the lighting equipment down there? Mm, it's heavy. The stage light is heavy and pointed at the stage. Its enormous power cord is plugged in and ready to go. On the floor resting against the base are two transparency sheets, one blue, one yellow. I think those are called gels. Correct. That's what Hannah said as well. But I think they're worried about people that aren't theater people being like, (laughs) two gels? What, like hair gel? Two theater gels (laughs) for theater people. One blue and one yellow. You believe they're for changing the color of the light. So just in case you didn't assume that, now you know. You could put those in and change the color of the light. Let's do it. You want to put them in? Yeah, put them in and All right. light it up. You put both of them in? Uh, just the blue one. Just the blue one. Oh, it's blue. Okay, wow. take it out. Just the All yellow right. one. Now, hey, it's yellow. Now put them both together. Oh my God, it's purple. Just what? kidding, it's green. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so green. Put cool. that in the five-digit lock. Green. Green. Uh, it, the five digits is only numbers. That's fine. Uh, can we inspect this stage a little bit? Anything sure. fun going on there? Yeah. A surprisingly clean white curtain is draped along the back. A tall, straight microphone stand is at the forefront. Look behind the curtain. It's just wall, buddy. Sorry. Count the bricks on the wall. There are 13. Okay, remember. Write really that down. They're really big bricks. Write that, down. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Let's go look at the card table. Yeah. An entire pack of cards is strewn over the tabletop. Not uncommon. Having them spread out like that between games shows players they're not getting a rigged deck. These cards are odd, though. Each one is marked with a little handwritten letter. Doing a quick count for 52 cards, you spot each letter of the alphabet twice. So every uh-huh. card has a little letter written on it, and the alphabet is repeated twice. Uh, what's on the blackboard? Written on it is a list of the winning tricks from some game or other. They really should have gotten someone else to write, though. This person has awful spelling. And I am showing you what it says on the blackboard. I have given you a note. So oh. if you would read it out loud, that would be lovely. Oh, it says... Clubs, hearts, eights, queens is spelled with a C, kings, sevens, eights, spelled with an A, kings, eights. Okay. It looks like it's like two separate things. The first one says clubs, hearts, eights, queens, kings, and the other one says sevens, eights, kings, eights, with those spelling things. These are the winning tricks. These are the winning tricks from some game or other. So, well... Let's, oh, so we need to look at the sake bottle. See, it says C-H-E-C-K-S-A-K-E. Is there a sake bottle on the bar? There is. Nice job, Mike. You solved the case. (laughs) You search for sake in the bottles of alcohol, and you examine the label. There is indeed a single bottle of sake on the bar counter. Its year says 1886. You're pretty sure sake doesn't even stay good that long. Try it in the register. Yeah. It does not unlock the register. No. Uh, there may be other four-digit places to input things in this room that you haven't found or yet. Or maybe it means nothing. Yeah, it's one of those cool rooms. 1886? That... 1886. Yeah. Great. Okay. You, there are still plenty of things just to simply look at that right. you have not looked at yet. So the first thing we need to look at is the roosters. You want to look at the rooster cages? These roosters are clearly agitated. Both cages are locked, one with a padlock and the other with a combination. A four-digit combination. The padlocked one is almost glaring at you and lashes out with its beak and claws any time your fingers get too close. The other one isn't as violent, but he's very weird. With lightning speed, he's pecking along the whole floor of his cage in a straight sweeping motion, right to left and back again. 
So the cage that is closer to Mike is uh, the, the one with the padlock on it. The cage that is closer to the stage faces the performance area and has the weird one that's doing the sweeping motion. And that has a four-digit lock? That one is locked with a combination lock that has four digits. Oh, 1886. Put it in there. Pop. It opens right up. You got that cage open. Put him on the piano. You put the rooster on the piano. He pecks the piano a lot and makes a lot of plinky sounds. Nothing really happens. Nothing happens? But he breaks a key a little bit. Okay, so that rooster's out. You are on the right track, though, Mike. Put him on the stage. He just keeps doing the little sweepy motion (laughs) with his beak. He's very fixated on doing this sweeping motion. I mean, it seems like he'd be playing the piano. It does. Like, he made a big show of it facing that area. Yeah. And I feel like given that he's doing it from, like, right to left, like, and he's doing it in a straight line, like, I think he's supposed to do something on the piano keyboard. Maybe he needs music or something. <laughs> I don't know. Remember the note about these roosters that said the creepy way he imitates things. So he's imitating someone playing the piano? Maybe. So maybe we have to play the piano with him. <laughs> play a duet with the chicken. Play a duet with the chicken. The rooster. Nothing happens. <gasps> he's not good at it. Okay. Yeah, I feel like maybe we need to put him... Put him on the stool. Does that help? You can set him there and he'll stay there if okay. you want. Let's just yeah. leave him there. Well, let's just now. leave him for leave a while. Yeah, I'm sick yeah. of that guy. I'm sick of that guy. Can we look Weird at the one. other alcohol bottles? Yes. And figure out what they are and what date they have on them? Yes. None of the other alcohol bottles have uh, relevant dates as far as you can tell. If you, you know, if, perhaps if you learned something else about the room, all maybe right, you could right. go back in and search for a specific one. But they've all just got dates on them. Let's look at the bar. Yeah, look at it. Look at the bar. <laughs> Five stools are pulled up to it. Against the wall is a cash register held shut with a combination lock. Lining the countertop are various bottles, too many to count, ranging from common local gin to exotic liqueurs from around the world. You'd sample them all if you didn't need your wits about you. No, you did sample them. Yeah, we did Whoops. it anyway. So, if you go behind the bar on the lower shelves, you see very little of note. You do spot, at the end closest to the dartboard, a rule book for darts. As you walk behind the bar, the floor beneath your feet gets a strange echoey quality. Looking closer, you see you're walking on a floor safe. It has a built-in combination lock. Also, now that you're looking at the floor, you spot something interesting. A button right at the base of the inside of the counter, like it can be activated by a foot. Push it. Push that button. Push that button. Push the button. Okay. You hear a mechanical grinding noise coming from the walls. Then all at once, panels start moving. Holes appear, and rugs come flying out Whoa. from up near the ceiling. They drape the walls, and others appear over the card table, the bar, and the rooster cages. They're covering up anything remotely illegal. On the bar counter, half a dozen small fabric swatches appear, with numbers beneath them. This place must pretend to be a rug store when the police come by. You have a sneaking suspicion that pressing this button again will make the rugs roll back up and disappear again. Mechanically, this is pretty impressive. Okay, where where were those swatches again? The swatches are on the counter. And can you tell us what the numbers are I on them? I can. The numbers are 1, 4, 9, 16, 2 question marks, and 2 question marks. Well, those aren't numbers. Those aren't numbers. So, is that a pattern? Yeah, this is 1 times 1, 2 times 2, 3 times 3, 4 times 4. So, it'll be 25, 36. But I don't know what that helps us with. Well, we have... Um 
We have a five-digit code on the door. I feel like that's probably the last thing that we're going to get. We have four digits there. Yeah, try it in there. Let's try 2536 in the cash register. Yeah. On the cash register. You unlock it with the code 2536. Nice job. Yes. All the money is gone. Why'd they bother locking it then? Well, you do see a small key sitting in one of the coin compartments. So we could open up the jerk rooster. The jerk rooster. Yeah, yeah, do it. Let him out. <laughs> Let him free. Let him out. Yeah, I don't okay. know what else to do. You go up to the angry rooster's cage. The key looks like it will fit, but you can't get your fingers close enough to the lock before the rooster inside darts his head out at you, oh, viciously pecking bitch. you on the finger. Try as you might, you can't get close enough. He's too angry. Punch the rooster. <laughs> Knock it Fight. out. All right. So, so you can't just... get close enough. Maybe if we shine a light on him, he'll fall asleep. Is that how roosters work? I don't know. They maybe he thinks it's nighttime. It's too bright out. Um, <laughs> and you, don't you cover up the birdcage so they think it's night? I don't know Maybe how we could cover work. up his birdcage. Take one of those rugs and put it on his cage. Okay. He's still angry and flapping <laughs> put around. Put another rug on the cage. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, the cage starts to break and you're going to kill this oh, rooster. No. Okay. Take off the rugs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like we have to go back to the cards now, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. It can't possibly be that we need to write down what what letter every card no, corresponds with. Okay, it, it is not nearly that involved. Don't worry. Well, let's go look further at the cards. Okay. What do you want to do? Put while them you're in looking? in order. Okay, you want to put them in alphabetical order. Help me out here, Mikey. Sure, alphabetical order. <laughs> As you take all the cards and start to put them in alphabetical order, you realize that there are some cards that are stuck to the table. Whoops. Like glued down. There are four red cards left on the table, and their letters are M, E, A, and K. There are six black cards, and they are E, L, P, U, P, and R. Do we need to know what those cards are specifically? No, you do not. Great. You only need the letters. Great. So this backwards spells purple. Well, kind of. No, it says purple. <laughs> make purple. Make purple. We got to make the lights purple. So we need a red gel. Mm. We don't have a red Using gel. Using the industry term. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Not a red transparency. I have a question. Can we open up the piano? Sure. You can open up the piano. Is there anything inside? There's nothing inside. <laughs> okay. Can, wait, can <laughs> I? But there, I mean, there's like, you know, what you expect to be in a piano. There's strings and okay. hammers and sounds. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Oh. Put the blue gel in the light. Okay. Turn it on. Yeah. Cut. I'm going to cut oh my, my arm a little bit God. and bleed <laughs> onto the light to make it shine red through the blue and make purple. <laughs> <laughs> What happens? It it turns kind of purple, but it's kind of like a brownish color. Oh, no. And it just sort of like, it it almost ruins the transparency. And you're like, oh, I should probably clean this off. And so you couldn't couldn't end up Is there a Bloodborne Pathogens kit somewhere in there? So that 1925 speakeasy. Okay, Shit. I guess sop up the blood okay. with a rug. Okay, cool. You get some blood on one of the rugs, but it's they just, won't care. My it's palm fine. is what I cut, so okay. it's just a little just cut a little. on my palm. That's a great idea, though. Thanks. I really I really appreciate that ingenuity. <laughs> but you can't quite make purple because blood isn't really that red. I so know. Sorry. I know. Where could we find a red gel? There's all these costumes. Uh, yeah, can we go back into the little costume room and investigate further? Uh, you see the sort of same things that you saw before. Uh, there's dresses. There's costumes. But no hair or makeup, 
no red gels. What if I get on stage and I perform a moving rendition of Purple God Rain. Help the Outcast from Hunchback of Notre Dame? I love, I love that. Uh, the <laughs> the that roosters song. both really, really like it too. And they like dance along and they clap a little bit with their beaks. They clap each other's beaks. So it makes like a clack, 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 clack sound. But nothing happens. <laughs> but it was a really good song. Thank you. Mike, you were so close. With blood? With the piano idea. With uh, the rooster. But... Think about what the rooster would be imitating, not what the rooster is doing. I mean, someone playing the piano? Correct. Right. The only thing you have done with the piano is open it, play it with the rooster, and play a duet with the rooster. <laughs> yeah, we None did. of which are specific. So what if we play the piano in the same... I just don't know how... How can we interpret the rooster's pecs? How do we... It's a good question. So let's say you approach a piano uh-huh. and you're like, okay, I want... The rooster is pecking the ground from right to left and then back in a sweeping motion. How would you do that to a piano? Oh, is it like a glissando? Yeah. Like a... Yeah. Nice <laughs> word, too. I studied music. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we should do that. Let's do that. You do that. Do the... Do the glissando. A glissando. I don't actually know if that's even the right word. You know what? We're going with it. So, <laughs> a small hidden compartment opens up inside the piano. What do you Where the music know? would normally sit. Inside is a note with the same writing as the one on the dartboard. Al, I've carved out a couple of hidey holes the boss doesn't know about. Can you picture it? Keeping secrets from him under his fat nose, thinking I'm going to break into his safe just for kicks. I'd love to see what Jimmy Ragaletto keeps locked away. To open another secret spot, I've rigged the bar stools for you. You bring in that cute baby daughter of yours and rest her on the second stool. Then you sit on the fourth. Don't worry, customers won't set it off by accident. Not unless one of them weighs the same as a newborn. Don't bring a baby into this. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> also, for being as like clever and making little hidey holes, he's sure not very subtle in his notes. No, he's <laughs> maybe not. there's a maybe it's like a lie. Maybe it's a secret. Maybe it's Jimmy himself. It's Jimmy and he's playing with Okay, him. put the rooster on a fucking bar stool. Okay, just on any one of them. The second one. The second one, yes. So you put the rooster on the second bar stool. One of us sits on the fourth. On the fourth. Your stools sink a little bit, and the stool in between you lifts up a fraction. If you look at the base of it, you'll see a lifted up floorboard. But it's not a floorboard at all. It's a hidden wooden chest. Inside is a third note. Pretty sure the code to the safe is S-T-O-B. Don't know what it means, but I lip-read Jimmy telling the new bartender. Also, I'm hiding my favorite dart in my last secret spot. The boss has nicked my other two, says he's the only one allowed a perfect three-dart score, and I was getting too good. How petty is that? Pretty petty uh, yeah, is the answer to that rhetorical question. He nicked his other... His other dart, his favorite, because the boss oh, says no. he's the only one that can get a perfect three dart score. Oh, dear. I mean, literally, he's the only one that can actually play darts. <laughs> right now, Stupid you boss. have a dart from the dartboard. Throw dart. Okay. Where? At what? Straight up. The dartboard. Okay. It sticks. Congrats. <laughs> you played darts. Damn it. Yes. Okay. Wait, what What did the STOB? That's the... The safe that's in the... The safe, under, the floor Underneath safe. the floor. Yeah. Can we do that? Try it. Mm-hmm. Try it. I bet it won't work. STOB does not work. So he said he thought it was that? He thought he, he heard him. Pretty sure the code to the safe is STOB. Don't know what it means, but I lip read Jimmy telling the new bartender. P. Stop. 
Try stop. Try stop? Because P looks like B when you say it. P looks like B. There's a click, and the safe opens. Oh. You swing it wide open, and immediately something small whizzes past your head, barely missing you. A dart. It must have been part of a spring-loaded trap. How rude. It's not going to stop anybody. Darts will even kill you. At worst, it goes in your eye. (laughs) Inside the safe is nothing but a photograph of a smirking man in a pinstriped suit and yellow tie with the wildest hair you've ever seen. It's as if he spent a lot of time touching electrical outlets. On the back of the photo, you notice some writing. Jakey, Jakey, Jakey. You really think anything goes on in my bar that I don't know about? Hope this dart gets you in the eye, you weasel. You think I keep my goods in some juvenile floor safe? I think I'll train Razorface to sniff out your so-called hidey holes. And if I ever see you again, that favorite dart is going through your spleen. We don't even really need our spleens. (laughs) We don't need that, Jimmy. It would still hurt. Sure, it would still hurt. So what you've learned essentially is that... Razor face can sniffs. find, uh, he sniffs, he can find a <laughs> hidey hole and you have a photograph now of a smirking man in a pinstriped suit and a yellow tie with the wildest hair you've ever seen. So that note is from who? It's, it's from probably Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy's the, Jakey, ba- is Jimmy the big boy. He's the big, he's the big boy. <laughs> he's the okay, big guy. Okay. Okay. Take the photo, uh-huh. put it over your face, and then take that little key and try to go unlock <laughs> yeah, the jerk. The jerk. Okay. disguise. The rooster does a double take, but then immediately starts to attack you again. Damn it. Put on a disguise and make a mask from the photo. <laughs> make a mask from the photo. Yeah. It's a small photo. It's too small to make oh. a mask out of. But what do you mean put on a disguise? From the costumes. Oh, go yeah. and try to find like okay. the man. Yeah. an outfit that... There Looks like that. Pinstripe. So you go into the dressing room looking for a pinstripe suit and yellow tie. And there is one. There is a pinstriped suit and yellow tie. A couple, in fact. So you can wear that. There's a couple? There's yeah. a couple pinstripe suit and yellow ties. Put on both of them. You both wear them. Okay. Now you both look like Jimmy Ragoletto. So then we go up to the chicken with the the rooster with that key to try and let it out. You can get your hand pretty close to the cage this time. The rooster stares at you for a couple seconds, as if making a decision. Then he darts his head out and starts pecking your fingers. How else could we look like him? Well, the hair. Do we have to put our fingers in electrical sockets? No, that is We unsafe. need to find something that, that could look like that hair. Mm-hmm. Or make your hair look like that in a different Use way. Use one of the gels and put it in our <laughs> hair to make it. There's hair no stand hair out. and makeup stuff in the costume area. No, it area. was very explicit about that for this reason. I don't know if there's anything else that we've found that mm. would do that. The alcohol. Think about when you come inside in wintertime. We'd put on a hat and take it off. What what happens when you do that? You're Think about static electricity. Static electricity. Uh huh. Just say it again. So how are you going to get static again. electricity in a place like this? A balloon. A balloon. You don't see any balloons. Blow up a balloon. What else is in this place? Is there a, like a pig bladder or something? We Not could a make pig a balloon bladder. <laughs> yes, you could kill one of the roosters and take its bladder that's and blow not, it up and rub it tiny. on your head and make static that's electricity. Too little. Too little. A rug. <gasps> rub my feet on the rug. Oh. Wow. You rub your whole body all over that rug and make so much static electricity and your hair stands up on end, just like the picture of Jimmy Regaletto, because that's how static electricity works. You certainly look a lot more like Jimmy now. Approach the rooster again with that key. Approach the rooster. 
Razorface is instantly calm, all the repressed fighting rage gone. He stands tall, steps out of his cage, and marches with purpose towards the stage. He hops up and pauses on a floorboard towards the back. He starts pecking at it, pecking really hard, and suddenly the floorboard pops up. Underneath it is a third dart. Now you have the dart you found in the dartboard, the dart that whizzed past your face, and this third one that was hidden in a floorboard. Is he going to sing? I found you this dart. Oh, I thought he was going to like- It's a little sting. Rock it's not a like do- a- rock-a-doodle it oh, up. Oh, yeah, and then he gets out a guitar and- <laughs> Take me to church. I don't know. It just I seemed found like it. A, it's a, a good song. Good I, would, I could song. see that happening. <laughs> uh, stick all those darts in the dart, darts. in the dartboard in the bullseye. In the bullseye. <laughs> Nothing happens. Whoops. I mean, you stick them in and they stick, but there's no special. Okay, so happening. we're still looking for the red gel. But now that yes. we have three darts, and they, that note mentioned a perfect three dart score. Do you yeah. know how to get a perfect three Isn't dart score in, in the bullseye? Sure don't. Sure don't. Nope, it's All not them in, in the, the bullseye. bullseye. No. All, one of them splits the other dart in half, <laughs> the and then Robin the other Hood dart style. splits that dart, right? <laughs> no. I don't do you, know. Do you remember any uh, any mention of a way to learn about darts that we've had in, in this game? Dart rule book. Read the rules for an hour. Read the rules for an hour. <laughs> After you page through the rule book for a whole hour, <laughs> you flip to the scoring section of the rule book and learn that the best possible score is 180. You achieve it by getting all three darts in the triple 20 section of the board, which is the little ring around the bullseye. So neither of us are particularly good, so we're just going to put them there. We're not going to actually play. You're not going to play? No. Okay, I think the game will respect you and let you have it anyway. Is any part of the outside ring triple 20? Isn't no, the, the inside ring the that's ring just around right the bullseye. outside of the bullseye. That's oh, okay. where you get a triple score, and the top one is 20. The important thing is you now know the triple 20 is the place to put all three of them. You put all three darts in the triple 20 section. Do it. There's a mechanical grinding noise, one that's getting very familiar by now. The dartboard shifts. It's covering up a hole in the wall. <sighs> by the looks of it, you found the real safe. Inside, you see all your belongings, all of your money and valuables, and maybe even a bit extra. Alongside them, oddly, is a red square transparency. Bleed on it. <laughs> Make the light purple. Make it purple. You make the light purple. And then we and the chickens perform one final kick line <laughs> in yeah. the purple light. Of this one's for the outcasts or whatever from Hunchback. This one's for the outcasts. What is it called? That's, that's Let's song. hear it for the outcasts. <laughs> Come on down, outcasts. God bless or God help the outcasts. Sure. But this is a <laughs> this remix. This is a mix of, of that with Let's Hear It for the Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Great. It's a mashup. Oh, those roosters are so good at performing. So you place the blue and red transparencies in front of the light. The light comes out a vivid purple. Pointing at the stage, you see numbers glowing on the back curtain. 63, then a space, then 86. The space in the middle is completely blank, except for the shadow of the microphone stand. One. Is it a one? Is it a one? Let's try it in the door. Try it in the door. Do it. What's the combination that you're trying? Six, three, one, eight, six. Valuables back on your person, you wrench the lock from the door and burst out into the alley. Like, did it open or did we just <laughs> wrench it from the you door? Just, you just destroyed it. <laughs> okay. It's empty, but for how long? 
Jimmy Ragoletto must be seconds away. And even though you've escaped, what options do you really have in this city with the most terrifying mob boss in existence out for your blood? Well, you do know where he works and where he'll be presently. You've got plenty of evidence of his crimes, and now, unlike most people, you know what he looks like. There's a police station not far from here. Paying it an early morning visit may just get the target off your backs and come with a handsome reward from the mayor. Of course, you'd be making an enemy for life out of Jimmy. But what harm is an enemy who's rotting away in a jail cell? Yeah, let's just move. I want to become become Batman. I want to. Okay. okay, Mike becomes Mike Batman. Mike becomes Batman. I just move up to the Twin Cities because it's more affordable <laughs> there out. anyway. Get out of there. And just start over because, like, I don't know, police are corrupt. Yeah. Especially back then. And you don't want yeah, that. Yeah, alcohol should be decriminalized. <laughs> yeah, you protest this. <laughs> protest prohibition. <laughs> Mike becomes Batman, but specifically for the prohibition. Prohibition Batman. He likes to take out people that are prohibiting the sale of liquor. Great job. You did it. Yay. Wow. You escaped the whole room. Thanks, Escape This Podcast. Thank you, Escape This Podcast. for walking us through. If you liked this thing, uh, you should go check out Escape This Podcast. They are super fun. Very similar to what we just did. A nice group of folks. If you want to find us on the internet, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We have a website. It's hypotheticast.club or you could just old school style send us an email hypotheticast at gmail.com. We truly love to hear from you. Sometimes people just say, hi, I really like you or here's a weird thought I had when I was listening. You should do that. Just yeah. email us your thoughts. Yeah. And write reviews of us on iTunes or podcast apps the world over with a review function and tell your friends about us while you're in an escape room with them. Thank you to Jane James and the Hunger for their song Killing It. That's from their album Raw. And thank you to Christian Hagen for the logo that he made for us that we love. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Escape This Podcast again for providing this uh, this thank adventure. You guys. If wow. you'd like to run any of these for your friends, they're very accessible. I am not trained in the art of running an escape room, and I did it. It's like you can just print them out and do them with your buds, and it's real fun, and it's faux free. They don't charge you any money. In fact, they're very explicit about not charging money because they want everybody to do them. That's so nice. It's really, it's really neat. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening, friends. Yeah, you did it. You sure did it. All right. Wasn't I, that fun, boys and girls? <laughs> exactly. I hope everybody. I hope everyone really enjoyed it. I definitely love listening to it. It's it's still weird. Don't get me wrong. To listen to people saying my words out loud, I still have trouble <laughs> with that. That's weird. But they did such a good job. Yeah, it was really great fun, fun to listen to uh, how different people go through this. So if you if you listen through to that and uh, you're here with us at the end, uh, we were saying before this is the second of three bonus episodes there'll be another episode coming out next week uh which is sort of a something that'll be familiar for our patreon backers and for everybody else it's a bit of a proof of concept for a project we might want to work on in the future we're giving it a go here uh so look forward to that next week um and then the week, the week after, after, we're straight back into it. We've got an exciting season five we coming have an up exciting for you. Season five, we're back to standalone rooms, 
lot of fun for the rest of the year. We have a good amount of guest GMs and a couple of really nice, unique rooms that Danny has come up with. It should be a spectacular season. So, two more weeks and season five begins. Tell all your friends. Hashtag ETP season five.